When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Baldy's Breakdowns, the podcast with NFL insiders Brian Baldinger and Jason LaConfora, an Odyssey Sports original. Welcome to the Week 12 Thanksgiving edition of Baldy's Breakdowns. We come to you as always, courtesy of our friends at Odyssey, and we hope everyone is getting themselves ready for a football turkey feast starting on Thursday and some leftovers through the weekend and a, and a great slate of games getting us all the way through Monday on this holiday weekend. As always, I am Jason Lockenfora at Jason Lockenfora on Twitter. I am chatting ball with my main man, Brian Baldinger at Baldy NFL. And we are going to take you guys on a football journey today. We're going to open up focusing a bit here on the uh, NFC East. There's obviously been some news with Jason Garrett relieved of his duties. We have the Cowboys coming off a bit of a stinker. We have the Eagles starting to make a little bit of noise. Baldy was at the uh, Bills-Colts game over the weekend covering that, um, broadcasting that game, which obviously was one-way traffic. Where do the uh, Bills go from here? We know they played the Saints this weekend. We'll dissect that matchup. How do the Colts match up coming off of that um, bully ball against the Bucks, who bounce back themselves? We'll certainly take a look at that Vikings uh, 49ers game, which looks like a potential um, battle for a wild card spot. Whoever wins that game, mm. I have a feeling, mm. is going to the playoffs. We've got Packers, Rams, and Baldy also has some thoughts on the Arizona Cardinals who reached the bye uh, in, in strong fashion. Um, and and Baldy, let's, let's start by getting your thoughts. Uh, you were tweeting during that Monday night football game, and afterwards uh, – some of the weird concepts and maybe concepts as being too kind. Uh, what was the, the, the sort of mess that was New York football, Giants football? It hasn't been good for a while. Uh, the quarterback hasn't really taken strides. And Jason, yeah. Jason Garrett, um, frankly, was almost fired a year ago. So this has been kind of a long time coming. Well, you know, it was it was a hard watch, Jason, for anybody watching Monday Night Football. It was hard. You know, you want to sit down on Monday night and – relax and enjoy a football game. And, you know, and you, there was no, nothing to enjoy about it. I mean, no. we we're watching, it was just groundhog day series after series. And, you know, I'm, I'm never, I, I'm not that guy that wants to advocate for any coach to get fired. I, I understand how difficult right. the, the whole profession is, but you know, this Joe judge now, I just feel like there's a big disconnect um, between what Joe his vision is uh, how he's how he wants his team to be and, and what his team is doing. And it's been going on. There, there's been a, you know, a, a, a game here, a game there where the, the lights kind of went on. But ultimately, the Giants spent a lot of money this offseason and a lot of draft capital to go get, you know, Kenny Galladay and, uh, you know, Cardarius Tony. And, and, yep. and neither one of those guys have a touchdown. I mean, we're. We're at Thanksgiving. They don't. Neither one have a touchdown. I understand that there's injuries and, but like that's the job of the offensive coordinator is to get the ball 
to your playmakers. I mean, I've been – when the 49ers were struggling, Jason, I was like, would you just get Debo Samuel the ball? Right. Like right. Kyle is getting him the ball. Like line him up at tailback. I don't care. Do whatever you got to do. Like get him the ball. So it's not – it shouldn't be that difficult. I understand that Jason's got issues with the offensive line. They're not very good. But then his answer is to put three tight ends on the field that can't block. Right. So that's an issue. Right. So I felt like th- there has been no development. And it's it's odd, Jay. It's, it's just odd that after three years of watching Daniel Jones, you really can't figure out, is, is this just incomplete? Do we move on? And that's part of the, the frustration is you really don't know if the quarterback is good or not good. And because there is just no consistency to what they do and concepts that they do. And they're running a man beater in the middle of the field on third and five against his own defense. Like, I mean, everybody knows Tampa's his own defense, you know? And so what, what, and then the receivers are all just bottled up in the middle of the field and the quarterback has no place to go. And he's getting hit on a three man rush. And you go, this just embodies all of the frustration. I think every giant fans have, and it's hard not to feel giant fan frustration, Jason. They're a great fan base. They've had a lot of success. They know what a good football team yes. looks like. And what they're watching is awful. And so I, I feel for the fans. I, I feel for Jason. But at the same time, I, I, you have to like look at the head coach and go, okay, you fired your offense, cor- your offense line coach last year. Then you fired the coach that took over for him. Uh-huh. And then you brought two guys in. And really, the offense line isn't any better. Andrew Thomas has gotten better. He's improved. Okay. But the, the group itself haven't improved. And so, at some point, you look at Joe and you go, come on, coach. Like, you're here to fix all this, and it's none of it's getting fixed. Yeah, I'm with you. This goes beyond Jason Garrett, but um was kind of an odd hire at the time, and and it just uh... well, well, you know, I mean, so many of his guys, Freddie Kitchens, will call plays this week, right, Jason? Yeah. So they, they go back to Mississippi State together. There's a connection. They know each other. They've worked together. You know, Jason Garrett wasn't his guy. No, it, it was it was a bizarre hire. He, he he got fired in Dallas because offensively they were they weren't they weren't consistently very good. Baldy, whenever the offense got better is the three or four times he divested himself of play calling duties and turned it over to somebody else, which happened happened numerous times. Yeah. Right. So anyways, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see if it gets better, but I wasn't surprised by it because, you know, when, when you're in the national spotlight and your quarterback and your offense coordinator sitting on the bench and they look completely befuddled. Yeah. I mean, it's just a bad look. Yeah. You know, there's just – there's no spark. Um, and, you know, sometimes it just takes that type of a game before you go, all right, we've we we, we we've watched the tape. We, we, we're we not happy with what we see. Let's just make the move. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, the Cowboys can't have loved their film from this weekend yeah. either. Now, obviously, they're compromised at the receiver position when you have C.D. Lamb go down and you're already without – Amari Cooper. To me, the biggest issue of all is when they don't have their left tackle, things tend to go awry, and it looks like Tyron will be back for the game on Thursday. Um, but that wasn't the Cowboys' offense from September and October. Uh, and the Chiefs, you know, Chiefs Spags has the Chiefs playing much better defense than they were previously. Getting Chris Jones back inside, I think, has been massive for them. Uh, and now the Cowboys, all of a sudden, you know, we can look at a three- or four-week body of work 
where it doesn't, it's not quite as rosy as it was uh, the first seven, eight games. Well, in that game, obviously, when you don't score a touchdown um, and you're settling for three field goals, there's there's real questions in this league. And if you had a similar type experience two weeks prior against Denver, there's a trend there. And so when I watched the game, Jason, the Kansas City Chiefs defensive backs were just flat out better than the Cowboy receivers. Uh, and I don't care if C.D. Lamb was on the field or not on the field. Uh Legereus Sneed, Traverius Ward, Tyron Matthew, they were better than the Cowboy receivers and tight ends. And so you could say, okay, Terrence Steele at left tackle. Yeah, I mean, Terrence Steele is fine, but he's not Tyron Smith. I understand that. Um, they made a switch at left guard. They had to make a switch at left guard. Connor Williams was a weakness. Uh, but, you know, Kansas City, you know, was, was, a, was just better all the way around. And you could say, well, the Chiefs, they're healthy now, and they're playing much better defensively. But that was the issue. They dropped balls. They didn't get open. They didn't separate. And Dak is trying to be, you know, MVP Dak. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you you just try – you can only do so much. Yeah. Um, I'm with you entirely there. But, you know, look, I think what kind of got lost in that is it's it's not like uh, the Chiefs put up 40 points either. You know what I mean? No. I think – you know, no, Dallas, the Cowboys defense yeah, played well. Yeah, the defense they played and the, pretty well. And we'll see what it looks like when they get, you know, uh, Gallimore back and, and Lawrence back and Randy Gregory back. I mean, I think uh, the Cavalry could be coming for them. Well, I mean, look, the best player in the field, uh, you know, in that game was Micah Parsons. And, you know, I mean, he played 60 snaps at, at end, defensive end, and yeah. he was a dominant player. Um, he's just one of the best players in the league already, just instincts and effort and I don't know how he learned how to rush the passer at Penn State playing inside linebacker for a year but he can rush the passer I mean if he was a full-time defensive end you're looking at a 12 to 15 sack guy I mean he's he's really he's really some kind of talent he's got counter moves and I mean he's an advanced student you know and they you know he's better off at inside linebacker because you do more but yeah and he can play every snap at inside linebacker I mean you just can't chase quarterbacks like, you know, Mahomes, 60, you know, every snap at defensive end, nobody can. You, you need a, you got to come out of the game and get a blow every once in a while. So, yeah, they will get better. They're going to get better defensively uh, when those get, get, get those guys back. And whenever Tank and Gregory gets back, they're going to be a better defense, no doubt about it. Well, Baldy, uh, wrapping up our tour of the uh, NFC East, you and I both talked a little bit last week that, hey, keep an eye on Jalen Hurts and that Eagles rushing attack and, you know, some things are coming together for them, and they might be an intriguing second-half team, and uh, they are road-grading people right now, and Hertz is making good decisions, and they're playing better defensively, and just peep their schedule. Baldy, they don't get on a plane again the rest of the no. year. They got train trip to Washington, train yeah. trip to New York twice for the Jets and the Giants. They get the Cowboys in Week 18 when, let's face it, Dallas is probably going to be locked into a – uh, uh, a spot that's not the first seed, and that'll be their bye. Um, they got, you know, the Giants twice, Washington twice. There, There's a road for Fly Eagle Fly to be playing postseason football. And it really starts with the quarterback. And I'm excited. I'm going to be uh, up to, at uh, MetLife this weekend for that game. And, you know, I was, I was around him a lot this – a little bit this offseason. He's just a, a natural-born leader. But we're just seeing real development. I mean, 
he's he has started 15 games now in the NFL, and you know the, he's beaten the Saints twice, and he's a much better player today than he was in his first start against the Saints last year. But he's beaten them twice. They have no answer for him. But it's it's a combination of what Jalen is doing as an improved quarterback and seeing the field better and throwing the ball better, and then the offensive line might be the best in football right now. Uh, at least the best run-blocking offensive line. And, you know, when you put Lane Johnson and Jordan Malata at tackles, I don't know that there's a better combination of tackles in the league right now. And, you know, an improved Landon Dickerson at left guard and what Kelsey has always done. It's a good group, really good group. Dallas Goddard really helps out there. Uh, Physically, they, you know, that was the number one ranked rushing defense in football um, last weekend. And they ran the ball 50 times against them. Yep. And Sean Payton's, and you know, Sean Payton was forced to answer these questions like how they do this. And he goes, Well, you know, I mean, in Sean Payton fashion, well, they they commit to the run and they're good at it. And the quarterback really helps the run game. But they ran the ball right down the Saints' throats. They moved the line of scrimmage, they got to the safeties, they blocked their safeties. Um, they moved Marcus Davenport off the point. I mean, all they they did a bunch of really good stuff. They're and then defensively. You know, maybe it's Trevor Simeon. Maybe it's no Alvin Kamara in the backfield. Maybe it's, you know, their their backup tackles in their game. But they blitzed the Saints like nobody's business, and they had not done that to anybody. And so this looks like a team that is going to be tough down the stretch because they do a lot of really good – a lot of things well. The Giants are going to have their hands full. The Jets will have their hands full. And you're right. You can start stacking some wins together. They got to go do it. But you can make that case that they can start stacking a bunch of wins right now as you head into December. Well, the Eagles approached not not entirely unlike what you saw with your own eyes there with the uh, the Colts and their uber-physical uh, approach to the run game and what that did to the Buffalo Bills kind of gradually just – sucking the, the the soul i felt like out of the bills um that's a bills defense that ranks first in the league and a lot yep. of metrics they're not used to getting 40 burgers hung on them uh they had no answers for jonathan taylor and that colts offensive line uh what are your takeaways from that one baldy well you know i, I look the, the buffalo bills are still a good defense but you know when you've got a dominant offensive line you've got a good play caller and a, an elite back and a back in jonathan taylor that if you're going to start, you know, all of the MVP discussions that are going on, I mean, Jonathan Taylor's in your discussion. I mean, leads the league in rushing, leads the league in total yards from scrimmage. He just did something, Jason, that, I mean, if you go back to the Baltimore Colts, Lydell Mitchell, yes. I mean, you go Edron James, Eric Dickerson, Marshall Falk, nobody in their history of the organization ever scored five touchdowns. So, you know, it's a unique you know, it's just unique what he did. He did it in a variety of ways. He did it going over the top. He did it catching the ball and making guys miss. You know, he did it from, you know, 10 yards out. Um, you know, he was the best player on the field. And the Bills are a good tackling team. They're, But they never had, you know, Carson Wentz threw for 109 yards, Jason. Right. That experienced secondary, their job was to try to tackle Jonathan Taylor on Sunday. And so – Look, that's a, you know it's out it's on it's on tape that if the Bills straighten themselves out, get to the postseason, they see an elite running back and a team that commits to the run the way the Colts do, like that's not a good formula for them. And then if you ask your quarterback in Buffalo and Josh Allen to go win it, um, 
you know, there's still Stephon Diggs out there, but it doesn't look like the passing game that we saw a year ago. No. And we know that they're they're not committed to the running game. And so Matt Breida looks like their best option right yes. now at running back. So it's 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 there's a lot to fix there in Buffalo despite the record right now. Yeah, um, there is. And, and Baldy, I'm also interested to see how this adversity affects them. They're still a relatively young team. Uh, yes, they've been to the playoffs a few times, but it's not like they, they have the institutional knowledge of, oh, say, the hoodie uh, down the road in Foxborough, who now the Bills, right? Like last year was a magic carpet ride. They, we, we, knew in, we knew November 1st. We knew in Halloween, basically, right, that they're going to win that division. Now they failed to build up that big lead. And not only has New England caught them, they've passed them. Like, yeah. I just wonder what that does to their psyche. Well, they're going to see each other in two weeks, right? So, you know, they're, they're going to have something to say about that. But they play the, the Patriots twice within a month time. And so that's going to decide the division, those two games. But they got to, you know, if they can take care of business, you know, on a short week in New Orleans. And they, they had a short week two years ago. They went to Dallas and they smoked Dallas. Yeah. And it really kind of got them going in the right direction. But this is this is a tough stretch. Um, you know, it's a short week. Then you get the Patriots, Tampa, Carolina, and New England. Um, that's a tough stretch. And we'll find out an awful lot about them. Uh, all those teams will give them everything that they can handle. And we'll find out a lot about Josh Allen, about this team, of the psyche that you described, and how well coached they are. Um, you know, statistically, they're still a really good football team, but yes. they didn't look like a good football team at home in front of what I thought. I talked to both Josh Allen and Carson Wentz before the game, and they both said to me, "This, this has, this feels like a playoff game, Baldy. You know, we got to, we're going to treat it like that." And the fan base, I don't know how many times <laughs> that group has been disappointed in the last twenty-five years, Jason. Oh, but boy. that was, they were leaving the aisles in the third quarter on Sunday. Yeah, and that was a disappointment to that fan base. Well, what do you think of this Saints matchup for the Bills? Could it be a little tricky short week traveling, wounded Saints team fighting for their season? Um, we've seen them do some things on national television the last few years where maybe they weren't the favorite, um, but they, they, they've they gotten it done. Uh, the defense has been better than it showed, obviously, last week when, they, when the Eagles road graded them. Could this, uh, could this be a tricky matchup for the Bills? It can be. I mean, look, the the Saints as a team are in free fall since they beat the Bucks a month ago. Um, you know, they've lost three in a row. It's a variety of ways. The defense, like just because um, the, the the Saints just don't have the capability to really run the ball. Uh, I don't know what Ingram's status is or Kamara's status is for this week. Yeah, I mean, it, not looking great. You know, it, it 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 isn't. And so, you know, Sean Payton is just going to try to cobble plays together. Defensively, they, they you know they've got to win this game. They they can't let the ball go over their head. Uh, I'm sure Marshawn Lattimore is just drooling to go you know see Stephon Diggs, which could be a game within a game. Um, you know they, the defense has to win this game for them and to keep themselves in any kind of a playoff hunt for themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see who makes the statement there. The Colts, um, oddly enough, also find themselves facing a NFC South opponent, albeit um, with normal rest, Tampa Bay, Indianapolis. They say styles make fights. Um, these two teams kind of set up a little bit differently, but when you look at Indianapolis's speed 
on defense, the way those linebackers can move around and 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 cover and make plays in space. Um, you fancy their chances against uh, Tom Brady? Um, not really. I, I I do think that the 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 point you make about styles make the fight. Uh, you know the strength of Indianapolis right now is Jonathan Taylor. They're going up against, yep. I, I guess Vita Vea will be back in there. I mean, there's, you, you have to mention his name because there's really nobody else like him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you could put all the other guys, you know, Nunez, Roches and Golston and put all the other guys in there. They're not Vita Vea. But when you add him to the mix, I mean, literally it's, it's, you got to figure out a different way to run the football and that's what the Colts want to do. So we'll see how the, the Colts can adjust. And I don't know if Quentin Nelson's ankle is ever going to be healthy enough to be, you know, uh, a guy that can take on Vita Vea inside. Um, but that's that's tough. But I, I think when you look at Mike Evans and Godwin against a secondary that is good, and but, you know, they're minus the two safeties, I, I feel like Brady can exploit that defense to, enough to, you know, stay, you know, stay on the winning side of this, uh, of this matchup. Well, that certainly will be an intriguing, uh, an intriguing game we'll all have our eyes on. Um, a couple of teams that have gotten off the mat in the last few weeks and look like they're fighting to salvage their season, and they're certainly, um, you know, getting getting back to 500 as a start. Uh, the 49ers mm-hmm. st- starting to look like the 49ers of old, playing you know, by old, I mean three, four years ago, uh, playing stout defense, running the ball, um, Garoppolo making good decisions. The Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins quietly having one of the best seasons in the NFL. A lot of touchdown passes. No, well, we one interception, not making mistakes. Uh, Minnesota, San Francisco. I feel like the winner of this game is a playoff team, Baldy. And they both might be, honestly. But, yeah. But this is well, a, I mean, a pretty interesting matchup. No, you're reading this correctly. I mean, Kirk Cousins is having a phenomenal season. Um. You know, he's he's right there at the top of the charts in every category, and he's not making mistakes. The offense, I mean, they just outscored Green Bay and, you know, came down to the final possession. Uh, eight, it's, it's interesting, Jason. You know, they've played 10 games this year. Uh, eight of their 10 games now have come down to the final play, including the game-winning field goal uh, on Sunday. So this Justin Jefferson, <laughs> yeah, you know, he's really – no, nobody really has an answer for this kid. And yeah. He's a phenomenal player. Um, I don't care who covers him. I don't care what kind of coverage. Like he wants the ball, and he is difficult to stop. And they, you know, they lined him up in the backfield on Sunday. They got him on the single receiver side. They got him stacked with Thielen. Like it's 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 a fun offense to watch. And then you add Dalvin and a homegrown offensive line that's playing well. It's it's good. Now the 49ers, I mean, they won two games in six days, Jason. And they, they, their formula is to run it. They've run it 44, uh, 60, 44 times in those last two games right now. Um, and that's their formula, you know, is to just keep pounding it. So uh, I should say they've run it 63 times in the last two games. And, you know, Debo at, t- at tailback and getting Jeffrey Wilson back and, um, you know, and taking a little of the load off Garoppolo, although he's been a f- really efficient yep. when he's had to throw it. So it's, it's, it's what they're doing right now running the football. And I think you can do that against Minnesota uh, to a, a large degree. So uh, this is going to be a great matchup because it's going to be a, uh, two different styles right now. And uh, it might be one of those games where who has the ball last is going to win it. Um, 
The Vikings have played, obviously, a lot of close games. But the 49ers, this is the game they got to get. They got to get this one. They got back on track. They found their identity. They're playing much better defensively. Um, you know, this this feels like a playoff game uh, on Sunday with these two teams. And a little game within the game as well, as we all know that Kyle Shanahan and his dad drafted Cousins in Washington and developed him. Uh, and there's a lot of people in the league who think, frankly, uh, Kyle Shanahan would have loved to have gotten his hands on Kirk Cousins within the last couple of years as they've been sort of mulling their future with Garoppolo. But, you know, he knows them and they know him. So you, you wonder how that uh, – what do they call that? Psyops. You wonder how that stuff works out in this one. <laughs> um, Green Bay and the Rams. Another game pitting a, uh, a, a NFC North team against an NFC West team. The Rams have stumbled. You're not hearing Matt Stafford mentioned in the MVP conversation as much. And I, I found it very telling, Baldy. Almost like I took it as almost sort of like a warning to the fan base. When Aaron Rodgers starts talking at length, about that toe injury the way he did. I almost yeah. felt like he was said it like he was kind of letting people know like I know I somehow threw for 400 today, but this thing is way worse now than it was when I started and like we we may have to run the ball a little more like we may have to be really smart here about how you get me through this bye because people keep stepping on this toe. I'm I'm not going to be I, I'm not going to be the best quarterback in the NFL. And you lose your left tackle. Yep. So again, now, you know, they played Yash Nyman before, and he was fine, but Aaron Rodgers was really healthy and his movement was elite. Um, that might not exist anymore. And so that's going to – his movement is a big part of finding Devontae Adams in that second window or, you know, getting the ball over the top to Marquez Valdez-Scantling, you know, to get back in the game. Uh, that might not exist. I, I'm with you. Um, I think he said a lot in saying a lot about what his condition is. And I think he knows uh, at this stage that that thing probably isn't going to heal this year. Um, right. And so, but, but, you know, th this Rams team, like I remember, uh, it, you know, you lose two games in the fashion that they did to Tennessee and San Francisco. And then you have the bye week and you hear Sean McVay talk. Uh, he's not, I mean, that guy didn't sleep uh, over the last week uh, trying to get this thing back on track. And I'm just, you know, I know they're a star-built team, and when their stars shine, they're really good. And everybody just assumed that, okay, you get Von Miller and you get Odell Beckham Jr., and everything's really fixed. But this isn't the designated hitter. Like These guys got to figure out their role, how they play, uh, how they use their skills, learning the playbook. Like I don't know that it's just as instant as what people think it should be because they had no impact in the first game against San Francisco when they were both there. So I'm anxious to see how they get worked in and if they if, if it's going to be a seamless transition right now because that that has not been two good performances. And I don't know that a bye week, uh, you know, Sean McVay and his staff, if they can fix this thing right now. Right. Yeah, I, I feel like they're in a bit of a crisis mode and that Packers defense has been really good and, and it has the, the opportunity to get even better. Um, if they get a Zadarius Smith back and get Rashawn Gary going again. So, um, yeah, this is this will be – and that's another one where obviously these two head coaches know each other really, really well, like <laughs> really well, uh, inside out. So yeah. how does that matchup play out? Um, well, Baldy, we will not be able to watch the Arizona Cardinals play football this weekend. They will be on a much-deserved bye. But 
they've been through a lot in the month of November. They had a game without their head coach. They have three games without um, a kid who at the time looked like certainly someone on the short list of MVP candidates and Kyler Murray. They come out of that stretch um, largely in the same spot they were in before. I mean, you know, they're no longer undefeated, but nobody was going undefeated. But, you know, they did more than tread water. They did more than hold serve. They 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 continued to look like a team to be reckoned with. Uh, which is, uh, you know, a testament to their coach and and I guess a testament to who they are in a year where everything seems so topsy-turvy. The, these guys have been arguably the model of consistency. Well, when the Arizona Cardinals hired Cliff Kingsbury and people were just, you know, questioning the move, and I, I know Cliff Kingsbury. I, I spent a lot of time in his office covering Big 12 games, probably spent more you know, days in Lubbock than I wanted to. Yeah, Jason, no easy way to get to Lubbock, but but I learned a lot. You know, from Cliff. And one thing that I think good coaches figure out is they they kind of own up to the things they don't know. And so he's never played with a tight end or a fullback, but he adjusted. Um, he wasn't ever a guy that ran the defense, but he's adjusted. And you know, you lose your quarterback who was on an MVP level. He's still the top-rated quarterback in this league in Kyler Murray. And Colt McCoy, who's been a journeyman, comes in and keeps the train on tracks. And you go to Seattle, and you're fighting for their lives up there. And you play a really good football game against Seattle. It's a 16-13 game. And you put a drive together that really put a stake right through the hearts of Seattle. And you could just see Bobby Wagner just one play after another that Colt McCoy executes and like you can only have so many eye rolls on the field before you go this team has beaten us and we can't do anything about it and I I you know they're doing it without DeAndre Hopkins and they did it without their starting center and all the things that you got to be able to do and I'm impressed I'm impressed by the coaching job that Cliff Kingsbury has done is doing and they're the only team in this league that has improved their win total in each of the last three seasons. Um, and they're going to win a lot more games. And when Kyler does get back, uh, I think he's going to – I think this team is going to explode, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I like watching them play, Jason. Yeah, I mean, I'm, absolutely. I'm guilty. Like, I, I like watching the team play. I, I see different plays, formations. The You know, they never look like they're just three plays and out. Defensively, they get off the field as well as any team in this league. Like they're they're fun to watch. James Conner's having an unbelievable yes. year. Yes. Um, so you know, Benjamin, you know, is in there. Like, I don't know. Like, I I like watching them play. They're they're, they're entertaining and I think they're really well coached. No, they are. They play they play an, uh, an attractive style of football and uh they look like a force to be reckoned with. So um, we will definitely be watching them on the other side of Thanksgiving. Uh, Baldy, any 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 fun Thanksgiving stuff cooking for you? Um, well, I get to do the Giants game, you know, this weekend. So you know, I, I you know, I'm from New York. Get to go home to New York and spend. Uh, you know, uh, I don't think I, I'm playing any turkey bowls or anything like that anymore, James. <laughs> I hope not, brother. No, I. But I, I go out there and you know, commentate and rip. You know the next generation of guys that are coming up that there you go, you know, will will be, you know, somebody's going to tear their Achilles, you know, oh boy. tomorrow morning it's going to happen. So yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited about, so, yeah, I love the holiday. I love what it represents. And so um, I'll be one of those people that's very thankful for where I'm at in my life right now. So it, it's, it's good all the way around. 
Yeah, I'm right there with you, and we should have a heck of a game on CBS at 425 uh, Raiders-Cowboys. We'll have a a brief uh, NFL today starting at 4. And you're going to want to tune to that because let's let's face it, that that Bears Lions game is a dog. It just is what it is. <laughs> but we'll still be watching because it's football yeah. and it's Thanksgiving. Uh, well, we thank all of you guys for listening to this week 12 Thanksgiving edition of Baldy's Breakdowns. We thank our friends at Odyssey who allow us to do this every week. And we, um, as always, extend an invitation to you guys. Rate, review, give us feedback, um, you know, Spotify, iTunes, whatever. Lock us in every week. You can find me on Twitter at Jason Lock and Four. You can find Baldy and his amazing video breakdowns on Twitter at Baldy NFL. Uh, and we look forward to reconvening with you guys next week. Enjoy your turkey. Please, everybody, stay safe. Enjoy the football, and we'll talk to you next week.